What's up everybody, Ted Forbes here. Welcome back to the Art of Photography. I want to talk a little bit about the Wi-Fi capabilities today on the Sony RX100 Mark III. This is a camera that I bought a couple months back. I've absolutely fallen in love with this thing. It is pocket-sized, it's amazing. You can do all sorts of cool things with this. And I did a pretty extensive review on this a couple episodes ago, and I'll link to that in the show notes and at the end of the video if you're interested in watching that. One thing I did not touch on very much in this review were the Wi-Fi capabilities of this camera. And the reason I didn't talk about them very much is some of the previous Sonys that I owned, like the NEX5 and such, they had Wi-Fi capabilities, but they were pretty bad. And so I really kind of gave up on that as being anything useful. And so when I picked up the ARX100 Mark III, kind of glossed it over and reviewed it as a camera. And so that's what I've talked about before. I've since gotten into this and tried it, and it's really pretty cool and surprisingly very useful. So come on over, and I want to go up close with the Sony RX100 Mark III and check out how to use Wi-Fi with this. So let's talk about the Wi-Fi capabilities in the Sony. And and I will note that this works, what I'm showing you here, works pretty much across all the Sonys that I've got. So the RX100 Mark III it works fine on, the A7S I've had no trouble with, A5100. I don't own an A6000, but I'm sure it works on that. Somebody might be able to chime in on the comments on that. But I want to show you how this works. And what's really cool is this is not, well, it's not going to replace your workflow with Lightroom and raw images and storage and all that. Um, but what it does do is if you have images on your camera that you want to show a proof to a client, uh, you just want to have to check out on the smartphone really easily. Um, you want to upload something via Dropbox. Maybe you want to share an image on social media. This is an excellent way to get that going on. And so what we're going to do is there's a setting I'm going to show you inside the camera that turns the camera into a Wi-Fi hotspot. And all we do is we connect the phone. There is a app that you need on here. It is the Sony Play Memories app and it is available for Android and iOS definitely. Uh, and it works pretty well. So the first thing we're to do is let's turn on the camera and I'm going to go into my menu settings here and under the Wi-Fi icon up here my first one is send to smartphone so what I'm going to do is I'm going to go ahead and select that then you get two options select on this device or select on the smartphone I actually like to do it from the smartphone so I'm going to select the second option so select from smartphone or on smartphone and I'm going to go ahead and see this it's going to Wi-Fi standby and then what it does is it creates a hotspot and this is the address you're going to look for and here's your password now I have connected to this before so it will remember my password I won't have to type that in uh, but but what I'm going to do is go ahead on my iPhone into the settings menu here. I'm going to go under Wi-Fi and I'm going to, whoops, I'm going to select that direct-plc2. Go ahead and select that and you can see that now it says sharing and I am connected. So I have connected to the camera via Wi-Fi. I'm going to open the Sony Play Memories app and what it's going to do is it's, there it is. And here's some goofy photos of my cat Judy eating a cracker. And so I want to bring one of those over to my smartphone. What I do is I can select the entire date and it will select all the images or I can just select one, whatever I want to do. I can say copy and it's going to copy the image. Boom, done. Items copied. You can copy as many images as you want. Now what that does is that it actually is going to go in here and it's going to put that image onto your camera roll. It's the last image being taken. So there we go. Judy eating a cracker. And so I am able to all of a sudden view my images on my smartphone. And I can do whatever I want because it put that on the camera roll. So if I want to upload that to Instagram, if I want to put it on Facebook, if I want to upload it to Dropbox and just get a little proof copy somewhere, I'm able to do all that. So very cool stuff. I'm going to go ahead and disconnect and I want to talk a a little more about it because we're going to cancel out of that 
There's a couple other options that you have, and there's also some stuff that is a little disappointing about the app. The other thing is you can transfer video as well, and I'm gonna show you how to do this, and there are some caveats with this, and I'll show you what it does. So I'm gonna go up here, on, back into my main menu here, and I'm gonna move over, and there is an option. See, it's grayed out on my camera right now, and I'll tell you why. It says dual video record. Now, if you turn that on, what it's gonna do is record two videos. It's going to record your main video that you're filming, in full 1080p or whatever setting you've got. And it's also going to do just a little MP4 file that is sized at 720p. And it's got some heavy compression on it, but it does create a video that transfers pretty much just as fast as the image was on there. And you can do it. Now, the reason mine is grayed out is it does have you know some rules here. And part of it has to do with the speed of the camera processor. And mine, if you try and select it, it will tell you why. And it says, because I've got steady shots set to intelligent active and I think it's because the processing power to do a lot of the steady cam stuff uh, is just too much so it won't try to do it it'll overheat if it does and so what the workaround to do that is just go in and change your steady shot settings so if you're hand holding video you can just use the regular standard setting I believe you can use active but you can't use intelligent active but that's how you set that up uh, you can turn it off completely if you're using a tripod but that allows you and I've used this a couple times now and it's really nice it allows you to record a second video and use it just as a proof or whatever you want to do with it. You can even record something silly and upload it to YouTube. The reason you would want to do this is because the image quality on the RX100 is so much better than what I can get off the phone camera. I can actually get depth of field on there. I can actually get nice color renditions. Um, just, you know, by nature, cell phone cameras are still cell phone cameras. They're not bad. They're way better than they used to be. But if you want a superior image off of this camera, you can do it. It's really great on the Sony a7S too, both video and stills. The one thing that's a little disappointing in here in the Play Memories app is this. Um, let me go back into that so you, I can show you. When I go into Play Memories, for some reason, and this is a coding issue on Sony's behalf, but if I go into Settings, there is Copy Image Size. I have this set to original. It does not give you an original image size. It gets something that is 1080 by whatever the other dimension is, depending on the aspect ratio you have set up. So it greatly reduces the size of the image. So it's definitely not gonna give you something that's gonna be big enough to print very large. Uh, it's really just gonna give you a proof of something that you can use for social media, or you can use just as a comp to send to a client or use for yourself. One thing that is nice is actually, if you are doing some extensive video on here, I can move my images over there if I want, or my videos over there if I want to look at them later before I've actually moved everything over on the card. It just is a really nice proofing device. Uh, like I said, it's not perfect, but you know it does allow you to integrate with your cell phone. I did not put this into my review when I talked about the RX100 last time because I actually hadn't used it yet. Um, when I tried this on the Sony NEX5 a long time ago, it was so clunky and kludgy and weird and I could never get it to work right. And Sony had this bizarre app store and you had to deal with that. And anyway, they still have the bizarre app store, but the, the, the flow is really seamless on here. And I like it that simple. I don't want it going into an app or doing something weird. I like the way that Play Memories just moves it over and puts it onto your camera roll. I wish they would figure out that bug, and maybe it's something I'm doing wrong, but I cannot get it to transfer at the original size, uh, which is a little bit unfortunate because sometimes it does paint you into a corner with what you can do. But the size it gives you at 1080 by whatever, it's 1080 pixels, 1080. Um, it, it's, it's big enough to deal with for most internet applications. It's just not gonna be very high quality. So that is how you set up Wi-Fi on the Sony system. I wanna take a second and give a shout out to our sponsor today, who are the awesome folks over at lynda.com. 
Um, if you're not familiar with lynda.com, they offer one of the most comprehensive online video training libraries that you're gonna find anywhere. And they've got topics in here covering everything from graphic design to photography to video work to software to concepts to, you can even learn how to code in here. It really is an amazing, amazing collection of tutorials. And uh, one of the ones I'm working on right now, and I've been a member of lynda.com for years, even long since before they were a sponsor. And I really love Lynda. And this is one of the things I love most about it is I'm kind of going back to basics on the software training. And as many people know, there are new versions of Lightroom that have hit. And uh, I need to know what's new about it so that I can talk about it on the show and teach and work and all the stuff that I do with Lightroom. And they have a wonderful course telling you all the stuff. So this is online uh, Lightroom CC training 2015. And some of these are at a beginner level, but what's cool about Lynda is, is if you already have a grasp on basic concepts and you're not new to Lightroom is you can kind of skip around. They kind of separate these out into separate chapter tutorials. So if there's something new you want to learn about, you can simply go in and click it and, uh, you know, get up on your training with it. And so Linda has always worked really well for that. Uh, if you're looking at brushing up your skills on something or a new version of software comes out, this is a great place to go in and fill in gaps in your knowledge. If you want to try Linda.com, they have a deal right now for Art of Photography viewers where you can get this for 10 days. That's complete unlimited access of everything on the website. So you can go in and get caught up on Lightroom definitely in your 10-day trial uh, and maybe learn something else while you're in here too. And so what you want to do to take advantage of that is you need to go to a special link and that link is lynda.com slash AOP. That is lynda with a y.com slash AOP. That'll give you 10 days unlimited access to the entire website. And I want to give a special shout out and thanks to the folks at lynda.com for once again sponsoring another episode of The Art of Photography. I hope you guys have found this useful. And obviously I'm speaking to the Sony cameras in this video and the stuff that I own. There are other camera manufacturers that either have already incorporated Wi-Fi into their camera models or will be doing so in the near future. Obviously it's not a completely flawless setup. It's not the perfect solution. Um, obviously you can't bring over raw images. In fact, the size on images and video are both reduced. However, it is interesting because it is pretty seamless and smooth now where it didn't used to be. And there's a lot you can do with that. If you have images that you want to share with a client or somebody via Dropbox or anything that you can do on a mobile device, uh, social media, things of that nature. I think this is a really good solution and actually really cool when you're out and about or even on vacation if you just want to share some images to do. A lot of times when I've done jobs, um, either photography and or video, um, even with takes, it's nice to have that dual record mode set so you can get at least a 720p uh, video out of the thing that you can look at for reference. Uh, it does not replace the actual file that you're using. And like I said, there are restrictions on it. You know, it's interesting to see where this is all going because, um, and I know I'm not alone in this opinion, I have some friends I've talked to about this, but really what I want to see one day happen is that this is the camera and this does all the image taking and my cell phone would actually be capable of handling the images, doing sorting, proofing, processing. I mean, we're a ways away from that. You know, at this point, a lot of mobile phones, well, just about all mobile phones, nothing handles camera raw, for instance. Uh, you know, the Wi-Fi capabilities of having that just kind of run in the background and not eat batteries all the time, that's another issue. So we're still a little ways away from that, but it really is interesting to me because if you look at what each company that's manufacturing something is doing really well. So for instance, in Sony's case, or whatever camera you like to use, Nikon, Canon, Fuji, you name it, um, those companies are really good at making cameras. They're excellent at making cameras. Every one of these absolutely sucks at making user interfaces. They're not that kind of a company. Uh, Sony makes a lot of things, but their camera division does not excel in that, nor does Nikon, nor does Canon, etc. And you know, it's really interesting because I think that's been the Achilles heel of a lot of mobile photography too, is that you're 
limited basically because of the physical dimensions of the camera lens because it's so tiny. So to be able to one day see it to where they very seamlessly integrate, this does nothing but take images and video and the cell phone does nothing but process and let you move that over to a proper computer later or something like that. I think that is really the ultimate situation. I mean, Apple, uh, Android, they all have these wonderful touchscreen interfaces. They do that well. They're consumer electronics companies. They've been in the computer business a long time. They have the R&D money to throw at it and they really make excellent products. These camera companies, you know, these interfaces are really kind of a joke sometimes. Even from Sony camera to Sony camera, there are little differences. Something's been moved around. I think something's in menu four of the, you know, whatever, and it's not. So there is some problems with that. And I just hope one day they could find a solution to where they have some kind of technology that turns that over and just lets you do that on a device that's already well suited for that. But anyway, I do want to share that today because I think Wi-Fi right now is actually something that's very useful. I've been using it a lot lately. And it's actually very cool for proofing, social media sharing, quick emails to people. Um, you're definitely not replacing the perfect solution with processing raw images or anything like that. You're still gonna need a computer. But for what it does, I think it does it really well. Anyway, as always guys, if you enjoyed this video, remember to hit the like button and share it with your friends. And as always, subscribe so you'll be up to date on all the latest and greatest videos that we produce here at The Art of Photography. And uh, that's about all I got for today. Until the next video, I'll see you then. Later.